0: Hello and welcome everybody, my name is Ryan
1: and I'm Heather
0: and this is Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast and today we are super excited and super honoured to be welcoming today this amazing neurolinguistic programming coach and the founder of the Mirror Method, Rosa Alejandra. It's lovely to meet you today Rosa, how's things?
2: Thank you so much for having me. How is things? They're cold, things are cold <laughs> over here. <Right. laughs> I'm very excited to be here, thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I also, I forgot almost to mention, you're amazing. You're also an author as well. Author on top of it. Could you please just give me the name of the book one last time? I know, I keep (laughs) asking, I love it. Well, it's
2: an acronym for those of you out there that might feel some kind of way, but it's called The bitch. The bitch protocol, B-I-T-C-H, and the purpose of it is to t- help women stop giving a F about what other people think of them and start going, you know, more introspection on what they think of themselves, which is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, oh,
1: and not that. so easy. It's easier said than done to, yeah. to be. Right. In a space.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how did, you, cool. how did you get started in this? This is such a journey to, to, to be on. So how did you start this?
2: Um, Well, I think my personal development and healing process started when my son was about nine years old. Unfortunately, I was born into a very abusive situation, physically and mentally, emotionally. And unknowingly, even though I had promised myself I would never do that to my child, I did that to my child for the first nine years of his life and it wasn't until i had like almost an out-of-body experience of me seeing the abuse happen and still not feeling anything about it not feeling bad not like i was so disconnected from who i really was to who i had become because of all the damage that had been done that it scared me not feeling anything scared me and and i knew that i had already brought forth the generational curse of everything that has been happening in the chain of my family right And so I started my my process there, but it wasn't, I think my process was very um, surface level. It wasn't until about nine years ago that I ended up losing my child to immigration. I, I failed to, I was so busy trying to do life for him that I failed to do the under things that would keep his future going. So I didn't put the papers in soon enough. So immigration decided, you know what, he has to leave and wait for his papers outside. It's been nine years now. He left when he was 18, he's, he's going to be 27 and he still hasn't been back. So when I say I lost my, and I have to clear that up because when I say I lost my child, people think, you know, oh, your child died. No, but my soul didn't know any different. I broke completely. Um, I gave up on my business. I come from the dance fitness industry. I closed my studios. And also I developed a lot of pain in my body. And then I ended up developing, excuse me, Hashimoto's disease. So all of this came from a very stressful situation and time period in my life. And all of that happened within maybe a month and a half to two months in my life. Like everything, I lost everything like that. So now I was left... According to me, and this is this is the danger of the self-talk, right? I was left worthless and useless Um, Nobody, uh, nobody needed me anymore. If I woke up tomorrow, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore. I have nobody to take care of Um, My biggest why in my world was my child. My why had left. So why care about my health? Why try to recuperate from pain? Why even start a business again? I grew angrier and angrier and angrier. I was just, ugh. I mean, as I'm telling you this, I can feel my body like just get so tense, right? And because I came from the dance fitness industry, I had a lot of my previous clients saying, Rosa, when are you going to teach again? Rosa, when are you going to teach again? And instead of me taking it, because, you know, when you live in pain, your mental state completely changes. You cannot see the world normal anymore. So having these people come to me and ask me, for what they loved about me and that i used to give them instead of it being you know something that felt good it made me angry nobody loves me they don't care about me i mean i was in such a such a such a dark state right so i ran away from my city and i moved to chicago and long behold um you know i started going out networking and that's where i found women empowerment everywhere everywhere there was women empowerment um events and authors and this and that and I was like okay so you know even though I still, I still wasn't back to wanting to heal myself it was it just felt good to be out with these people right. and um, and one of them invited me I met this woman and she invited me to become a, a, a co-author of a book so I had a little chapter in her book. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to become an author again. You know, I'm just being superficial. I'm not healing. I'm just like just trying to trying to distract myself from the pain that I'm feeling. So, I, you know, I write the chapter, whatever. She publishes it. She sends it to me and to all the authors. And I'm reading this and I'm like, what a freaking baby. She's a victim. I mean, it just, it was in front of me. And I'm like, when did I become that? I didn't even know the, the little this that I had become, right, like, holy crap. And then, you know, that's when I started. I'm like, no, something's really wrong. This is not who I am. So let's start dialing back. So I started buying books, started watching videos, you know, because I had lost my business and, and everything, I really didn't have the resources to hire a coach or go to a therapist or anything. So I was just reading, reading, reading. So then another opportunity comes to, to write a chapter in another book. So here I go again. So then she sends it to me and I read it. And now I I wrote it from the, I'm my own knight in shining armor. Right. But it still felt so fake. Like it was two people, one trying to save the other, but it still didn't make any sense. I didn't promote neither one of those books. I was proud. So I showed the picture, but I never told people where to buy them. Because (laughs) I was so ashamed
1: (laughs) of the person that had become.
2: so then i was like wait a minute something i realized writing and seeing my truth is more healing than everything that i'm reading than everything that i'm trying because it's coming from me like my hand is telling me the reality of me so then i wrote the bitch protocol and that came about. It's not about what's happening outside. It's what's happening in here. It's not about how much we try to go for the solution or the help or their opinions or or permission. It's about what's happening in here. Because I don't care how many people come and tell me I'm amazing, that, you know, I'm energetic or I'm beautiful or I'm this, if I don't believe it, I'm not gonna live it so then you know i started putting together the pieces of my life as stories in the book and then i it's really it's really literally a workbook and then i make people or women in this case go through the journey at the same time and one of the comments that i got back is like you know i love your workbook because not only do i get to know your story but you're helping me write mine so and then from there i was like oh i need to help people I to keep healing, but then I, as, as and that's the type of person I am. As soon as I, I learn something, I just want to give it, oh my God, you know, they did this for me. So let, let's get it done for you because I know how amazing it feels. And now we're here. <laughs> and now I'm on a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm very pleased that we could feature you on this podcast. I mean, it Thank that's you. an incredible journey to have gone through. Um, I mean, so much. Uh, there's so much within that within that journey that 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 I think a lot of people can will, if not having immediate experience themselves, will be able to understand and bond with that. And I think there's um, I have a couple of uh, sort of questions about how you kind of joined into NLP as a result of that. I mean, what was the what was it about NLP that sort of inspired you? Uh, sorry, anyone listening, neurolinguistic programming.
2: So, it, it's the same thing. Uh, once I, because I kept looking for the why, correct? So once I found the why, I still, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be completely vulnerable and transparent. I am still not my why. To be completely honest. But so then because I wasn't my why, then that put me more in a hole because people are like, you're supposed to love yourself. I'm like, I love myself, I, you don't understand. It has nothing to do with it, but then people start beating you down because you're not your why, you're supposed to be your why. But it's like, do you know that some souls are here to serve? Mm-hmm. And that that's what gives them a why? Yeah. It doesn't it's not about us it's about what we how we make other people thrive. And the fact that this woman is just happy and her marriage is great and she's raising happy children, that gives me my why, mm-hmm. right? When I'm just doing for myself, it doesn't feel as great. I don't know, it's just me. So, Because of that, and because so many people were like, no, you need to do it for you. I had to dig in deeper because they were making me feel like I was less because they made me question myself. So then I had to dig in into, okay, maybe I have to rewrite my brain. Maybe I have to do this. So everything I got into was for me so that I could understand myself. But the deeper I got, the more I knew I wasn't wrong. This is who I am. Some people, you know, that is just the way you're wired and, how, and what your purpose in life is. And then you give yourself permission to be, you know, and that's what neurolinguistic programming did for me. You know, not only am I able to not take those that criticism, but I'm able to turn it into something beautiful and help it fuel me. And so that's what I teach women to do. You know, just turn it into something beautiful, rewrite it, but connect it with the feeling because if it's not connected with the feeling, it's not going to work. So then we go into you know getting to know your personality, getting to know your um, your emotion code, getting to know your love language, all of the that is involved. There's it's a lot of work, but it's it's beautiful though.
0: <laughs> I mean, the best work often takes takes its time, though, doesn't it? So I mean, that's the thing. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna go on this journey, you gotta go on the journey, and that's the thing. Right. Um, right. And- so is that how you got into the, the mirror self and getting into this, this idea of you've pioneered, a, you've been like pioneering your whole own version of this, this kind of technique. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that? I'm really excited to hear about it.
2: That's actually a whole different animal, but it, it, it encompasses everything I do at the same time. Again, um, I come from the dance fitness industry. Before I completely retired from it, I created a program called Sensuality. And it was a chair dance type of thing because, you know, I wanted to teach women to fall in love with their body as it is. Something that we don't understand is, because I've heard it from women, well, if I accept where I'm at, I'm not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So my question to them is, when was the last time you helped somebody you hated? So you can't help yourself if you hate your body, if you hate yourself, if you continue to to ignore and deflect you have to embrace it so that you want to help yourself yeah. so i did the sensuality class well I, i'm sorry excuse me i was going to do a sensuality class that was the purpose at the end of a an empowering workshop that i was doing right. and right. i i call it god i don't know what anybody else would call it but i but he shushed me the moment i was going to teach the women the sensuality portion i heard in my ear Shh and i've heard that about three times in my life and he's it's it's always been him and my body got really tense i started shaking i had goosebumps i was hot i was crying i was teaching for about 45 minutes everybody was crying everybody was I guess what well, what they described is that they had that feeling too. I remember I was not looking at these women, but I can still remember I was just walking back and forth and guiding them through the whole mirror thing that I had never, ever thought of it, planned, created nothing, okay? And at the end of it all, we were done because I knew it was done because I guess I stopped talking through, Right. I guess, doors. We sat down and I was exhausted and I was just like, and then women were like, oh my God, one of them came and hugged me because the one way that I always start my workshops is in a card, write the word that I, that you identify with right away. Don't think about it, just write it. And this one woman put ugly, right? That one woman comes to me and says, oh my God, I am the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I have never seen that, you know, seen her in the mirror and she's just crying and I'm looking at her and I'm just crying. And the other woman, I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you done this before? Uh uh-uh. So, what? I didn't tell No. So, anyway, I, I have to be transparent. I have no, I, you know, I was not going to own something that I didn't know anything about. Yeah. But I think the most beautiful part about that mirror session or the mirror work that happened that night, not only was it so transformational for them, but it did something in me. That's the first day I got home, and I know it's going to sound overly dramatic, but it's. It's true i got home and i got on my knees you know how long it had been since i got on my knees and actually connected and actually talked to him and i was crying and i was so grateful and i just couldn't stop saying thank you thank you thank you and as i'm telling you this i'm getting emotional because it's like that after saying thank you thank you thank you so many times the whole night i think it went on for like three days <laughs> I realized I had never felt gratitude in my life. I had never felt, I had never been humbled to that level to so where like, wow, my life it's being guided and it's beautiful because, you know, and I am a vessel and I am this and like, it did something to me too. It wasn't just for the women, it transformed me. And ever since then, everything started like coming together you know, the the teaching, the coaching, the empowering women, the talking to people, I opened the podcast, you know, so many things have been coming together. Um even my health, I mean I still have Hashimoto's disease, but I am not constantly in pain because now I care more about what I put in my mouth, right? That is going to take down inflammation. So but it's all because it through that I also created a better relationship with self. So it was just amazing. So all I can say about the mirror is genuinely it's got sent got given source given um, and i listened and i followed through
1: it's amazing so what do you do in a mirror workshop what what made somebody go from feeling ugly to feeling beautiful like what 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 were you doing in the mirror
2: i think it's all about they are able to see themselves they're able to see the broken self and they become that superhero for them. Because at the end of the day, even though that was my journey through the book, sometimes we're not able to live as if we're healed. So we have to almost take on a different personality. And I think the mirror, what it does, it helps them take on the personality of the savior of themselves. So now they get to see this little girl that's hunched down, trapped in a corner, feeling horrible because she either was abused or she was rejected or whatever. It might happen because I don't know what happened. Only they know what they see. I don't know what they see. I never tell them what to look at. I only guide them through the mirror. By Okay. So you guys, I think you guys are empaths as well so i don't know what i'm going to tell them to do i don't know what i'm going to ask them to do until i'm there it's almost like i know what they need so it's very difficult for me to really explain the mirror but they they definitely go through the mirror see things and then one of the things that i make sure they do is they bring back that little girl with them they have to bring her back because i think that one of the problems with adulting Is that we separate from who we were and I believe that no matter how damaged or hurt or scared or abused that little girl was, she still believed in her dreams. She still had that stamina and that vision and that happiness and that innocence in her that we as adults don't have, right? So she needs your protection, she needs your love, but you need her vision, you need her fearlessness, you need her you know, her heart. So you guys need to work together. And that's, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, you know, in a big overall look of what happens with the mirror.
1: That's wonderful. So what, so, so are you guiding them through that, that kind of exercise or is it movement based or is it, is it a narrative or music or there is music
2: behind there's music behind them because i have done it in a group so there's music behind them just to get them focused on themselves because if it's pure silence you know other thoughts come in so and it's it's just it's almost like a guided meditation but through the mirror
1: nice very yes so while we were talking when we were just getting getting ourselves set up you mentioned gratitude you hadn't felt gratitude which you just told us a few moments ago but you felt pride. Well, I I think there's probably a lot of people who feel like they're experiencing gratitude and they're not. How how do you qualify the difference?
2: I think the problem is that we don't know. Like you said, I didn't know all I had experienced was pride. I think it's just the sense of flow, I would say. I'm trying to describe what I felt that day, and I felt flow, and I felt light. It wasn't a, I did this. It wasn't a power statement. It was a, wow, I'm being taken care of no matter what. I'm loved no matter what. It's just such a relaxed, it's not an intense feeling. It's a relaxed, flow feeling, but... Like when, you, I'll tell you, when I felt pride, it was an external deflecting, like I did this. It, it goes outward. When you feel gratitude, it comes inward. It's just like such a flowy state and it just comes into you and you're just like, oh, like, I cannot explain it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I
1: think, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I, I think, you know, we, we, we talk about mindset and we talk about alignment and we talk about all of these what what could quickly become buzzwords you know gratitude practice and so on and we're all doing our best and we're all you know trying to have to have practices that serve us mm. there is a lot of work that goes on it's not a superficial thing it's not a you know name three things you're thankful for at bed and then you'll be fine it's not a you know right. journal for 10 minutes and then you'll be fine it's it's not it's not just that it has to go deeper and what you're describing there is something that is truly deeper Yes. So what is? But, it? but I think you to go, yeah. But I think
2: also it's um. I think also it's a sense of letting go of control. Mm-hmm. Because as long as you are in control, you will have pride. When you let go of control and you see things happening anyway, you're like, oh wait a minute, I. Because I think also there is this fight out there between it has to be hard work or you have to work really hard to attain this. But what if you didn't? What if what you had to do was stop working really hard and actually connect, right? So now all you have to really learn is to connect. You don't have to learn how to let go. You don't have to learn how to forgive. You don't have to learn how to attract. You just have to learn how to connect. What if it was just that one shift, that actually made you just be a little bit more connected to flow which I know it sounds so crazy and so woo woo but of course you know there is methodologies underneath it that neurolinguistic programming helps that movement of the body helps I mean dancing moves your energy and activates your energy like crazy that's why dancers have the confidence that they have right so I think there is like this this thing of it is definitely deep work it is definitely a lot of work but I think it's just Work for you to. I think what we're working against is the fact that you have to have control. That's what we're working against, and that's why it feels like
1: work. Yeah, that's I feel like like mentally, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get that. I believe in that. And then physically, I'm like, yeah, but what if I let go of control and the flow wasn't there? Like that feels <laughs> risky. So. <laughs> so So is there a point when you could let go of control and there wouldn't be anything?
2: Well, so we go back to, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a contradiction because we live in the outer world more than in the inner world so it's it feels like a contradiction regardless even as you say it even though i've managed to attain it when i say it it sounds like like you said it makes sense up here but when you say it it sounds kind of crazy but making the decision to allow like getting rid of the what if because at the end of the day we don't know what's going to happen in two minutes i might trip and fall and cut my head and die right Who knows? Let me knock on wood, but you know, we don't know what's gonna happen in two minutes. So if we're already constantly feeling, feeling the fear of the unknown, that we're gonna continue to try to control. But when we realize that we literally have no control of the unknown, then we're back to score one. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's such a big bubble of contradiction and of if I do this, what if this, but if I don't care about the what if, then this might happen, then I have no control. It is confusing. It is nerve wracking, but that is why you need to be guided. That is why you need, you know, tools in place that can remind you. Like, for example, I am no different. I don't care how much I've attained. I'm a human. I'm going to fall into it. So I use fearless, you know, I use uh, tokens of motivation and inspiration that I can see them at a glance and remember, you know, um, when I, my grandma, she comes from a family of, I guess, spirituals, I'm going to say magic, stuff like that, you know? So when I forget that I have my magic that I'm that I'm magic that I am unique that's why I got this tattoo because this reminds me of my grandma she was the one that read the rosaries at everyone's you know um what's it called um viewing and stuff like that everybody that passed away in her in her town she would always go and she was the one that would always pray over them so a rosary reminds me of her so I always use tokens of inspiration and motivation to put me back into is I don't have to have control because at the end of the day the more control i try to have the more resistance i find because it's not going my way which my way is only a perspective of what i know i'm not even open to other perspectives i'm stuck with my own yeah and my own have to yeah. work this far so what makes me think that i'm going to take it any farther so
1: yeah and then that i talk sense. a lot that. I,
2: love, no, I, love no,
1: that because, I mean that, that in itself is a great example if, if anyone listening hasn't come across linguistic programming or nlp that's a great example of taking yourself into the state yes. that serves the, the, the point you know and we, we go through lots of different states throughout the day and then when you get out of when you get out of that that space where it, you should be, then things can bring you back into that state so the anchors like the rosary or like the tattoo or like you know various symbols that that bring us back into that state yes. so I, it's, a, it's a beautiful example of that. How much of your work is um, focusing on shadow work now in what you do?
2: Well, it's funny. I don't really necessarily say that I do shadow work, but all of my healing ladies, all my healing friends, they're like, that's all you do, shadow work. Wow. So I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to bet maybe 70 to 80% is shadow work, really. Um, and through that, that, that is the, empower, the empowerment. And the other one is more um, technical, uh, strategic. You know, just to get them, okay, so now you found out all this, so now you know you want to do this, so now let's make it a plan to make it feasible, but do not forget about everything you learn, because just because we created a strategic plan, it doesn't mean I'm in control again. It means you have to work it, and it means you have to give yourself compassion and love and permission and, and understand that there's no such thing as failure. You're just gonna get lessons, and you know, so it's almost like you just have to always take them back to what everything they learn back here is to in order to implement and attract, right? To not go into it with this tense energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So how, how do you how, how do you work with shadow work? Like for somebody who doesn't isn't familiar with shadow work, what what how how does your work encompass that? Mirror uh,
2: journaling. My shadow work is not through woo-woo tactics, uh, because if they don't know what the shadow is, they're not going to welcome woo-woo tactics, so I don't even speak on that behalf, you know, I don't don't say we're going to do shadow work and we're going to do, no, I don't say that. Okay, let's journal, let's get you connected with you, feel, you know, get in front of the mirror, what are you feeling, awesome. You know, as a matter of fact, sometimes I say, get up in the mirror, take off your clothes. And if you have a big gut, grab it and say, I have a big gut and I fucking love it. You know, like I have this. And so everything, I try to make it fun. I try to make it interactive because it's like, feel proud. And you know how many freaking tacos this cost me? Shit. So, you know, stuff like that, you know. So that's how I dive deep into them giving themselves permission to be like, oh, shoot, that's right. And as a matter of fact, just like I invested in this, I can invest in something else and get out of it. Like, I can do it. I'm the shit. So that is the type of energy I bring. I definitely try not to bring them down because if they're not familiar with shadow work, it's going to be so hard to get them out of it. So hard. And now now I feel like I'm doing a disservice instead of helping them. So, right.
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. So so, tell us about your practice then. So you do you mainly work one-to-one or are you, do you do kind of group coaching or... How does
2: your
0: practice work?
1: And what That's do- my shadow work. <laughs> in
2: this industry, I love working in groups. Also, when I taught in groups, I could see the faster transformation because they suddenly realized they were not alone. It's not just them. Yeah. There's other women going through it, right? So it's a lot more effective. But I have noticed that when I came into the online world, they're so scared of working in groups so then now i have a hybrid i have programs that gives them the online aspect of it and then they still meet with me one-to-one to discuss the deep stuff that they're going through uh, and then create the strategy or for example the mirror sessions now they're one to one and also mirror sessions are sorry my little dog is being in a pain <laughs> and, right. um, also, also mirror sessions is this is homie, everybody. Um oh, little papa. <laughs> the, the, the one to one, this better of one-to-one one because when I did mirror sessions online in group, the music was off for somebody or somebody didn't have the right Wi-Fi signal. So, so it's, it wasn't like I feel like it wasn't as effective I got great feedback but I feel again that pride thing that pride thing I feel like it wasn't good enough work so again we're always going to fight with that but yes so I have a hybrid I do both
0: nice because that is a real tightrope isn't it and you find your kind of because some people super respond to to a group setting and some people just don't and that's that's totally fine you know there's a the whole thing yeah. so you have to kind of find your 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 um your tightrope to walk don't you
2: and, and the thing is that when you're working in person, mm. people can feel the safety you created in that space. So then they open up. But when you're working online, yeah. it's so different. Like people cannot easily connect and understand that this is a safe space that Rosa, you know, she ain't playing and she's not going to accept any, you know, anything less other than a safe space. It's such a different world to operate in. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah definitely. Energy may, is, a, is a big handicap when you don't have, have that physical connection just through the- Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, all right. So I have a few questions for you. Bring it. Okay. (laughs) So you're about to go on stage. You're going to be dancing. You can take one prop. What will it be? Hmm.
2: I think it would be a rope.
1: Ah. I love That's that. That's the first thing that keeps coming.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: Uh, and yes. what is your stage name, please?
2: Atara. Atara?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I like Atara. It. Atara. If you
2: Google it, it means crown. Ooh,
0: yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did not discuss this before, so the we fact did that no. <laughs> so. and I know, I know. You know, we we talked about because we did the all caps challenge, which was about character, avatar, persona, and those are thi- characteristics coming from within you that that are expressions. And you just have those, like mm. instantly, like just ready for yourself. Oh, it's
2: fabulous. girl. <laughs> When I tell you I've done the work, I've done the work. I don't have my ladies through anything I haven't done. So I've done the work. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Okay. And you can have one. You only get one thing. What is your favorite lesson that you've learned? Oh. Favorite lesson? Love this question.
2: The favorite lesson that I've learned
1: doesn't have to be your best one or your biggest one.
2: Right. It's your right. It's just my, 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 it's just my life has been full of lessons, so let me think about this one for a minute. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm going to use the reason why I wrote my book. Um, the, the biggest lesson that I've learned is that we are not our labels. Because once those labels, if we hold on to labels, once those labels are taken away from you, and you don't know who you are, what happened to me is going to happen to you. You're going to feel like you ain't shit, like you don't deserve shit, like you shouldn't even be alive. So do, you are not your labels. So since you're not a label, then it's time to learn who the heck you are. Wow.
0: Ah! Ah!
1: I don't have a anyone-
0: I <laughs> I love that so much that I muted myself by mistake and I couldn't respond. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, oh, no one can hear this.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's, yes. it's rude though and i mean labels come from all over the place right from from all around us you know from growing up we bring those labels forward we give ourselves labels we i mean geez yeah and we think that empowers us right
2: i'm a mother i am a business owner i am a coach i okay so once all that's gone who are you
1: Mm -hmm. oh Oh, that happened to me that literally i mean i need to come on your podcast now because that literally (laughs) is exactly what happened to me Mm -hmm. all the and then I didn't know yeah. yeah but we'll do that another day
2: because <laughs> yes yes that'd be amazing I mean to have a podcast all about labels that would be amazing and very
0: healing yeah oh, yeah good point because yeah. that is such a, it is such a massive thing it is such a massive thing uh to yeah. be adrift thrift when you don't know what that what those identities anymore mean you're just like what the hell where am I now yeah yeah oh. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been, it's been honestly such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I have one more question for you. Okay. <laughs> Where can we find you?
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you. Well, um, on Instagram, I am The Mirror Expert. Um, I have a website, it's called The Woman Up Tribe, but if you wanted to learn more about, you know, the program that includes The Mirror, then you will go to womanuptribe.com forward slash S-I-M, which is sensuality in motion. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, Facebook, Rosa Alejandra, that's the thing that my names are all over the place because, you know, I have a problem with labels now, so <laughs> my names are definitely all over the place. But you know, if you if you go if you go to womanuptribe.com forward slash sim all the way at the bottom, you get the links for my Facebook, my Instagram, my email, anything. And if you send me an email, I respond. I do it. I don't have my the
1: assistant do it. No,
0: I do. It. So
1: I I like to get to know people.
0: Oh, honestly, such a pleasure.
1: Yeah, and such. Thank you so much. Worthy. Um life's work yeah you know using what you have experienced to share for others for their growth for for putting it out there into the world and and having others do the same it's Mm -hmm. just amazing get in touch with rosa it's just beautiful work
2: thank you thank you so much and what you guys is amazing too we're definitely very very aligned and you know if i can say one more thing if it's allowed is i mean i invite everyone to stop being so afraid of yourselves you should be more afraid of the mediocrity you should be more afraid of the things that are keeping you unhappy if you're going to fight through your life fight for happiness not for unhappiness if you're going to settle for something in life settle for happiness not for unhappiness and that is going to take you to get in front of the mirror that's it you know
0: that is a great hot take i fully appreciated that (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness thank you honestly thank you so much for joining us today it's been such a pleasure to feature you and thank you. if you're listening to this podcast please go check out rosa um their practice is absolutely incredible. it's just it's amazing so thank you so much for joining us and i am really
2: humbled thank you
0: oh thank you we have a little sign off that we like to do and uh we would love it and be honored if you join us in that today would that be something absolutely
1: amazing? yes
0: That's amazing well in that case <laughs> this has been the confidence through cabaret podcast my name is ryan
1: and i am heather and i'm rosa Alejandra.
0: and this is russ reminding you that it is your body your body your world your, body, your world your stage Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll see you all soon. Bye.